You're listening to the Wise Girls Podcast, where we challenge each other to walk in spiritual excellence and be all God has called us to be. We'll share with you some of the ways we've grown and the lessons we've learned along this journey of becoming wise. If you're ready to grow with us, let's go. We are so excited that you have tuned in um, for another episode of the Wise Wise Girls Podcast. Podcast. And we are so excited that you have decided to take 20 to 30 minutes out of your day to join in with us on this conversation or in, excuse me, this conversation. Um, We're just so excited um, as we continue our February features on this episode is it the last the last week sunday yeah last sunday of february what y'all do this year so far (laughs) this has been a crazy uh two Two months months. a fast two months i just feel like i i don't know like it's just been busy and going by really fast so um you know we try we just trying to get right get our summer bodies right because it's gonna be here before we know it but again we just want to say thank you to all the ladies (laughs) and gentlemen who take time to listen to it we greatly appreciate it um so yeah this month we've been doing february features our first guest was miss ebony scott our second guest was our mother miss sabrina and our third guest was our sis miss Brianna Osborne Mm -hmm. uh, and it has truly been a blessing um, and an honor just to sit with these ladies and hear their stories and Mm -hmm. their stories of triumph and how they're still continuing to walk out their journey Mm -hmm. Um, and we hope you guys have been blessed by it we want to say thank you to all the um, encouraging words thank you to all the comments all the shares the dms all of that good stuff Um, it's our purpose just to serve people love God and love people and do that well and you know you guys giving us encouragement definitely helps us to keep pressing on with these episodes so without further ado um, we have an amazing young lady with us on this episode Mm -hmm. and we are so excited I think we met um, this lady in I don't even remember child maybe 2014 oh a little bit i think it was 2014 maybe i don't know it's been a minute oh you make me want to do math she's been she's been writing uh maybe like 2016 i don't know about six seven years yeah so what's that 2016 I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> well, <laughs> she'll let us know. She might know. You know, we, we, we over 30 now. You listen, we, I'm, I'm 30. I'm not over anything. I am 30. You are, you are four months no, over 30. No, no, okay. No, 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 I'm 30. Um, but yeah, we're just so excited that she said yes. Um, mm-hmm. and that she has time to come sit with us real quick. Um, to tell us her story so let's yeah. get into it sis. yes awesome so i'm yeah like tabrea shared uh to round out this february features um uh, out of the ashes we rise theme that we were sharing uh these stories of phenomenal women that uh have been through some very dark seasons and dark spaces and they chose to and somehow uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit, like just rose out of those spaces. They didn't die in it, but they chose to get up and continuously rise. And for those of you who listen to our podcast, that's what we're about. Wise girls that rise. Um, and knowing that you can get out, you can 
become uh, become better and you can be exactly who God's called you to be. And so uh, this young lady, she has such a great testimony that really reflects that. And so Yana, um, well, her name is Ariana Surratt. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm so excited that she uh, agreed to share some of her story with us all. And uh, welcome, if you guys just, like we always do every week, just help us welcome my sister, Ariana. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Yes, we're so excited you're here. Now, you can probably help us with the time that we actually met. Well, I can, I only go based off of the year because I remember you were 16, 17, and now you're 23. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to be 24. Birthday coming up. (laughs) But I've known you since you were 16. So that's seven years. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was like 16-ish. I think that was like 2013, 14. Around that time. It was around that time. Right. And I mean, ever since, um, because at that time we were attending Unity and um, it just became one of those, like, we seen each other and was like, ah, yeah, it's kindred in spirit. And you immediately became like a little sister to us. And we're just honored and thankful that we could be a big sister in some way um, just to help you, you know, through those pieces of your journey. (laughs) And uh, and that's the reason why I wanted to actually have you on here, because we literally walked with you through those dark spaces um, into who you have risen to be today you still blow my mind I think the other day we had a personal call that was like four hours so (laughs) I just like sis I'm so proud of you so for all of our listeners to catch up and hear a little bit about your story sis um let's take it to uh the first question the first question is the question we've asked everyone um when did you looking back at over your life or and whatever part of your journey you want to start with uh when did you first recognize that God was either present or that God was there in your story the whole time? When did you first kind of recognize it? (sighs) Okay, so, well, I'll start off with my name. Well, my first name is Ariana, but I go by Yana, so Yana is fine. Yana is fine. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, we can do the nicknames. Okay. We, yeah, Yana is fine because then people okay. call me Ari and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. just call me Yana. So, Yana. Yeah, we got <laughs> so we go, Yana. But to answer your question, um, the time that I knew that um, God was present was just by warning. Um, he has spoke to me and he had given me three warnings. Um, it was during the time, like my darkest time in my life where I was, you know, in a toxic relationship. And um, during that time, I didn't really know, you know, who I was. Like I had insecurity um, issues, like I was dealing with, you know, family issues as well. So just um, being in that space in that moment, um, he was there, even though I pushed him away. Like, I didn't really want him to be there because I wanted to do my own thing. Like, I wanted to figure it out because I'm hard-headed. Um, I don't listen. <laughs> I want to, you know, figure it out. Like, even though, you know, I have people telling me, like, that's not the one. Like, you shouldn't be with this person. And I I even knew that it wasn't the one. But, you know, I wanted, you know, to feel what everybody else was experiencing. Like, you know, being in high school and you have 
all your friends and relationships and you're like oh like I never had a relationship like you know I want that like not knowing what's going on behind closed doors like just looking at the outer appearance of you know what people are experiencing and then I'm like oh I want the same so just rushing and not waiting instead of you know enjoying my high school years and you know, enjoying time with friends, like I decided to rush and not wait. So even mm-hmm. like in that, in those moments, like I knew he was there because he was, he would speak to me. But again, like I didn't want him to be present because I knew that some of the things that I was engaging in wasn't right. And he would, you know, talk to me and tell me like, Hey, like, that's not right. Like, you know, you know, what's not right. And you know, what's wrong. Like the conviction would be just mm-hmm. enough for me. But because again, I'm hardheaded. I want to do things, you know, my <laughs> own way. <laughs> like I just ignored him. So, yeah, 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 no, I hear you, sis. If you had to look at maybe let's just jump into more of your story and more of your experience. Um, What was the darkest spot for you? When did you feel like it was either um, a very ashy, you know, death-like experience, you know, like (laughs) just real dusty, like it felt like you probably couldn't get out or or just it felt almost barren or it felt hopeless um if you had to kind of look at a point of your story um where would that start for you so what was the word for, for you? me one of the darkest moments in my life was um I want to say around the, between the age of 16 to 19 um that was those those years were like the most darkest years for me where I was completely stuck um number one I was again like in a toxic relationship and it was abusive physically and mentally like abusive all around in any way that you can think of um nobody (laughs) nobody knew because I don't show um my emotions I still you know have a smile on my face I'm still bubbly and happy but like inside I was really like dead like I didn't feel anything like I didn't um I didn't have like really any emotions I didn't I had an attitude as like as if I didn't care about anything my whole personality like it would change um like when I get around family and friends and um it was really dark for me because um being in a toxic relationship you lose who you are you lose the things that you love to do because you're being controlled um like Mm -hmm. even in the midst of it like people like of course like my mom would tell me like you're being controlled but it was like I'm not being controlled like everybody else saw what you know saw what it was but I didn't see it because I didn't want to see it it was like um I wanted to be loved so bad by this person that you know I would do anything to to be loved by him and not mm-hmm. not really knowing you know the real meaning of true love um the love that I was looking for in him I literally you know found it in Jesus so I was trying to get the mm-hmm. love that I needed from him which I needed to be finding in Jesus but at that time like I you know again like I pushed away church I pushed away God um and I was you know being beat on and not saying anything to family keeping it to myself there was um a few people who knew but I you know would beg not I would beg them not to say anything because I was afraid um just you know being in that and like I was sharing with you the other day sis like literally when you're Mm -hmm. in bondage or when you're in something so deep that pulls you away from God you literally feel like a puppet you literally feel Mm -hmm. like there's like so many things attached to you that you can't think for yourself there will be times that um 
I will be having such a great day. And then I get one text message from my ex and then it will ruin my whole day. Like just my whole mm-hmm. mood would change. It literally was like that. Like, and I felt like in those moments and in those years, like I couldn't get out of it. I was like, you know, how did I get so far? Like, how did I get so deep into this? Like, you know, how am I supposed to get out? Like, yes, they say you can pray, but it's like, you know, at that point, prayer felt like it wasn't working. Nothing. It felt like nothing was working. I would pray and I would still be, you know, sad, still be sick or still feel depressed. Like nothing was helping for me. And, um, just being in that, like you feel so stuck and finally, Mm -hmm. um, I was finally able to get out of it, but it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of, you know, me blocking, you know, doing blocking and, you know, getting rid of things that reminded me of him. And um, Mm -hmm. even like the people that I would call to ask for advice, like, you know, to get help with, like, it just really, it was just really bad. (laughs) Like, it was just really bad. I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask this. Um, what that process was like of letting it go because I mean you were with him for how long? Uh, from like 2014 to like 2018 like 19 it was always on and off so right. it's like <laughs> you can't really count because right. it was never like a steady thing it was always an on and off thing but the process um, it wasn't easy especially because I'm young and I know that I can you know talk to my mom but it just was a, a situation with that. Like, it's hard when your family doesn't like the person that you're with. So it makes it hard to go mm-hmm. and talk to them about things because they're going to say, well, you're going to go back. Or, you know, what's mm-hmm. the point when you just going to steady keep doing what you want to do? There's no point in, you know, even communicating. But mm-hmm. the process the process was hard. I'm not going to lie and say that it was easy because it wasn't. Especially, you know, it being my first relationship like it took a lot of it took a lot of work for me like i literally would have to you know block them on everything like social media phone numbers like pictures you know everything that reminded me of him i had to delete and i really had to go to god to get the actual strength because it you know your flesh is weak and if they send you a text like hey like or they send you a message like um you know, try to will you back in with the things that you like, mm-hmm. then it's easy for you to go back. But for me, my process, like the process wasn't easy. Like there was times that I did go back. I did sneak behind my family back and be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with friends. And I wasn't hanging out with friends. I was going to meet up with him. But until you, until I got sick and tired of, you mm-hmm. know, dealing with the same thing of not loving myself because I was torn down mm-hmm. so much. Like I lost my self-confidence, like everything about me, I lost. So when I got sick and tired of, you know, not doing the right thing, not um, feeling happy, like being a different person or like people telling me like, what's up? Like, you're not the same. You like you. you I got sick and tired of hearing it. So I really wanted to change and I really wanted to get out of it because mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't me. Like I came to realization like, you know what, like this isn't you. Like you deserve so much better. You deserve so much more. Mm -hmm. Like you're beautiful. I had to start telling myself like you're beautiful. Like you're strong. Like you don't need him. Like, I mean, he needs what you need. You have everything on your own. What is, what do you need him for? Like, what is he doing for you? Like number one, he took, like you stepped out of God. Like you completely forgot about God and just started doing your own thing. Like, you know, what benefit is it doing for you? It's doing more, you know, destruction than elevating. So um, the process, like when I started looking at it a different way and stopped feeling sorry for myself and really like facing the reality mm-hmm. of it, 
then I was able to move on, like finally move on. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how, how would you say you received um, healing from that? Cause I mean, you've been with him, um, your ex four to five years on and off. I'm pretty sure there was a process of healing. What did your healing journey look like when you finally broke, broke the last broke up the last time and said, look it, this is it. I'm not going back. I'm blocking him. Like I'm worth more than this. What did after that point, what was that journey of healing like? Because it took some time before you got into another relationship. So what was that healing like so that you're even able to get in another relationship? The healing behind it. um, mm, Well, first I had to get back to God. Um, because he had given me three warnings the same warning and it was at three different times and the warning was if you do not live your life if you do not get your life back in order you will die in your sin and I got the warning three times so after the third warning um, I had ended up calling my spiritual mom mama latanya <laughs> i ended up calling her mm-hmm. to tell her happy birthday around this time and it was like literally right before you know we broke up for the last time and she's like you know hey like why don't you come to church and i'm like church <laughs> like i haven't been to church and i don't know how long but okay so i went to church and um in that moment when i first stepped in the building like i literally felt god's presence all over again and I I believe Mm. that I received my healing in church because I just gave Mm. everything to God in that moment. Like, I was just like, okay, God, like, here I am. Like, I'm back at the drawing board. Like, I'm broken. Like, I don't know what to do. I can't heal myself. Like, I know you're the only one who can fix Mm. this broken heart. Like, I've been broken all these years. And yes, you helped me time to time. But now I really want to receive the help. Like, I really want to heal. Like, I want to be made whole again. And I believe I received my healing Mm -hmm. in church, but even outside of church, um, it took a lot of prayer for sure. It took a lot of, you know, me, you know, Mm -hmm. telling myself, like, I love myself and, you know, I love the people around me. Like, it took a lot of affirmations. Like, it took so Mm -hmm. much of, like, even me journaling and uh, doing poetry. Like, it took a lot of that for me to, like, Mm -hmm. give back to, like, okay, you can love again or, okay, you can you know, still love others, even though they loved you, because I did, my heart did turn cold. Like, I was just like, bitter. Like, how could like, how could I get hurt? And I did absolutely nothing wrong. Like, I'm one of the most genuine, sweetest, like, you know, people ever, like, how could this happen Mm -hmm. to me? Like, so I, I, I was, I'm not gonna lie, like, I was bitter, like, I was still see my friends relationship. And I'm like, they doing all this stuff. And they like, they not getting hurt. Like, what the heck? Like, like, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. I should be like them. Maybe I should be, you know, cold-hearted like it took a it Mm. took a lot of like no okay like actually getting in my word like okay like you can't be like them like because that's not who you are like it took um it took a lot of prayer for sure I can say it took Mm -hmm. a lot of prayer for me um and knowing that you know who God has for me he will send them and he won't Mm. you know he won't hurt me he won't do all the things that you know the other person did so I guess just me believing so like God's word and like putting it like the faith, like having faith really helped me to move on, like to have that healing, to believe that, you know, he will send whoever he has for me, which he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Listen, okay. But I, I really yeah. love the piece and I think it's very important um, for our listeners to he- hear 
um, the surrender piece, yeah. like how you brought your brokenness to Jesus and you laid it at his feet. Cause a lot of times we want to get ourselves together because we feel like, you know, we can't bring our bro- brokenness to Jesus. And that's exactly what he died on the cross for. Like he wants you to bring every broken heart, every broken soul. He wants all of the broken pieces that way he can mend them back together. And yeah. I, and I love that. Um, I think that's so, so helpful in your testimony that you really found your healing in Jesus. Yeah. And I think even in the piece of, um, the worth, like what you're worthy of. Mm -hmm. And because you were in a space where the love that you were giving wasn't even being returned Mm -hmm. back to you in the way that you were giving it, you know, um, and even, um, realizing that the greatest love of all, right. Which is the love of Christ. It's, it's greater than men's love. And then you had to kind of, in a way, be reintroduced to that love right the love of Jesus and then he was like okay now that you've rested in this because it took from from the toxic relationship you were single for how many years like a year Uh, or two a little bit before before this new (laughs) before the man that God had for you honey listen oh you I want to say like around like a year or two like two years and like some months yeah like two years and some right but I think even but so even in that, like just that time frame where you kind of had to re-experience true love, you know, and what real love and even the value and your worth was, was what it really means. Um, because I think you can't, you can't love somebody if you don't right. love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like you even taking that pause yeah. and, you know, be reintroduced, like Tabrino said, to Jesus, but then be re introduced to, to yourself right. like yeah and I love since mm-hmm. how you said you had to reaffirm yourself like mm-hmm. you know I am loved I am beautiful I am worth it mm-hmm. like I'm valuable because a lot of times when you um, get beat down yeah mm-hmm. like sometimes you may not get encouragement from other people mm-hmm. like but like the song says child you better encourage <laughs> yourself yeah. like yeah. help yeah. yourself so I, I love that self-affirmation yeah. like I had well. I mean yeah. even though like um, I was like, you know, doing it for myself. Like other, I had people telling me like, of course, like sis, I had you guys, you know, reaching out, like just randomly, it would be mm-hmm. like, God will have these people like message me randomly in the times where I really needed to hear it the most, because I mean, you hearing it from yourself, mm-hmm. it's different. Like when somebody else tell you like, Hey, like, you know, you're beautiful. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to smile. Like, yes, my mom or my dad would tell me like, you know, you're cute, but it's like, you're my parents. Like, anyway, you kind of have to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> right you're supposed to say that you hear from like you know a play big sister or a mentor or somebody just mm-hmm. giving you encouragement even when they didn't even know that you needed it so it would be like at random times yeah. like I would get encouragement and I'd be like okay God like I know it's nobody but you but sending the encouragement because I need it on today because yeah. after being in something like that for so long like you you start to believe the words that people tell you like Yes, you may hear it, but mm. words really do stay with you. Like they stay with you for a while. And for a while, I started to really like I wasn't beautiful. I would look at myself in the mirror and I would just cry and I'd be like, why am I not pretty enough? Like, why am I not worthy enough of, you know, why can I not be treated the same way that I'm treating? Like I'm giving my last, but you're not even giving me that. Like it was just it was just I started mm-hmm. to believe it. And then I don't know, mm-hmm. like it just I don't know why I'm just like, girl, like. 
what you talking about? Like, you bomb. Like, okay, like, okay, go get your hair and your nails done. Like, go get your feet done. Like, you know, pump yourself up. Like, girl, like, you bad. Like, what you mean? You ugly. Like, you are not ugly. Like, you better come through and slay your eyebrows. You, listen, okay? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. There's only one Yana, okay? So if you, if you can just, like, give me maybe two or three Give me two or three labels that you laid down and mm. two labels that you picked up That's throughout good. this process. Okay. Wow. Two labels that I had laid down. Um, number one was mm-hmm. that I wasn't worthy enough and I wasn't beautiful. Mm-hmm. And two things that I picked up mm-hmm. was that I am strong. And another one, mm-hmm. I will say I'm powerful. Yes, I can say strong and powerful. I believe I'm powerful um, just by like, you know, the words and like just helping other people um, or even sharing Mm -hmm. like the testimony. Like when I tell other people, they're like, what? Like, girl, you are strong. Like, I can't believe like they tell me like (laughs) you are strong. So I believe that because I I really feel like I am strong, especially like coming from a family of strong women. It's kind of like it was, you know, in me, but I didn't believe it until like now. Like, like now I'm on the mm-hmm. other side because, you know, I'm just like, wow, like I am powerful. Like I am strong. Yeah. Okay. That's so good. And Absolutely. I feel like I kind of reiterated this scripture in every episode, but it just keeps raining true and true and true that all things work together for the good of those who love God. And yeah. even though it was a tumultuous situation or a trial and tribulation, it still worked together for your good because you mm-hmm. came out of it better. Mm-hmm. You survived like, mm-hmm. and you would not have found the strength that was laying inside of you had you not mm-hmm. went through the situation. And the beautiful thing about all of this is that God's hand was on you the throughout whole the whole time. time. Yes. Like you didn't die in it. You yeah. didn't lose your mind in it, but yeah. he stayed yes. with you throughout the whole, the whole time. Thing. Kept whispering to you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he could have said, okay, you know what? Y'all don't want to do her thing. I'm going to turn her over to her own desires. Mm-hmm. But he said, no, this is my daughter who I have called and chosen. Yeah. I'm going to keep telling her. Like, <laughs> hey, yo, Yana. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. whispering to her like, yeah. hey, yo, Yana. Yeah. She's going to listen to me eventually. Yeah. But like his, his voice was still so powerful mm-hmm. in your life that you were like, okay, Jesus, like I can't do this on my own. I have to turn to you. And even though like even people hearing your testimony, this is a hell of a situation, mm-hmm. but God still had it work together for your good. Yes. And I'm just so excited I was for you even, guys. Like oh the things you have gone And I was telling Sabrina the yeah. other night, like, sorry, I, mean, sis, I was telling Sabrina yeah. the other night, like, God loved me so much to even give me warning. Like, you know, you're going to die in this if you don't come back. To even, like, to love somebody that much, like, you give me a warning before you even take mm-hmm. me out. It's like, that wow, God, like, you're just amazing. And it's just like that alone just did it for me. Like it just does it for me because it's like, you know, he could have, he could have let me die in it because I, I for sure didn't care about him. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, there is no God. Like, I don't believe in you no Mm -hmm. more. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm gonna live for me because, you know, living for you is too many restrictions. Like you can't do this. You can't do that. But that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. story with religion Mm -hmm. versus uh, religion versus relationships. So that's a whole nother story. I, I was like he loved me that much that he kept me and it's just something to be kept by God it's like wow like 
for for you, something you for breathe. a situation that was meant to yes. take me out like god said no like you shall live and you will tell your story like you will not be embarrassed because for so long like i was so embarrassed behind my story because i'm so young and mm-hmm. it's like you have to be careful with even saying what you are not allowed because I was always the one that would be like, I would never let a man put his hands on me. Like if he touched me, like I'm leaving or I'm going to get my family and I'm going to have him do this and this and that. But it was like, when I was in this situation, it was like, okay, you're a punk. Like what is going on? Like what happened to, you know, you know, I almost said a bad word. What happened to Miss, you know, bad you know, you got this and you're not going to never take, you're not going to never do this, never do that. But it's like, when you're in it, it's like, okay, I'm in it. So what? Like, mm-hmm. so I tell people that too, like, you have to be careful with saying with what you will not allow. Like, yes, there's some things that you want to allow, but when you're in situations like that, it's like, you feel like there's no way out. You feel like you cannot, you don't have a voice. It's like everything that you say is a problem. Like, it's just a very, very, very difficult situation and i hope that nobody has to ever experience it and if you are in it it's okay you can leave you can go you will be okay like god got you for sure because if he helped me get out of it at 19 years old he can help anybody get out of it anybody amen and that is so (laughs) we had a little laugh Come on now. Sis, I'm so thankful you shared um, a piece of your story with us uh, and even helping us realize once again that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. I think that's what uh, so many of our stories, no matter how dark it gets, it's always reflecting the faithfulness of God and his love towards us. Even that while we were yet sinners, right? Christ died for us and he loved us beyond what we can even see. And I pray that someone's heart is encouraged by these nuggets you shared. Is there anything last thing that you would like to say just to encourage or, I mean, I think you did a great job. Yeah. yeah, one more thing. I will say, and if you are in your waiting season for your boat ass, keep waiting because God will blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> Cause he did it for me. <laughs> He's he said my boaz. Okay, and let me tell you, when God sends you the one that is for you, it's unexplainable. Yeah. So shout out to you, baby, because I just had to throw you in there, you know. <laughs> hey, yes, yes, and we're definitely gonna have to have you back and maybe even share some of your relationship tips and the things that you've been learning in a healthy relationship because that's exactly what you have. And you know, I I love that I get to walk with you still through another part of your journey. And I'm just so excited for you and your growth and that you didn't die in it. You 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 still rose. You rose and you're out of it and you're continuously rising. And that thank you for sharing thank it with us on the Wise Girls me. Podcast. Love, love, you love you. Thank you. And once again, to all of our listeners, we're so thankful uh, that you guys have stuck with us this whole month. Um, Listen to wonderful, powerful testimonies, reminders that God loves us right where we are, no matter how dark, no matter how bleak, no matter how ashy (laughs) it may seem, (laughs) you can get out and you can rise. And um, we're so thankful that you guys uh, were with us. February features. Um, We will be actually taking a break for the month. 
So um, the whole month of March, we will not be having um, any episodes, but we'll be starting a new season um, after our, our month break. But please go back, revisit some of the other conversations that we have in pre- previous episodes. And um, you can always continuously follow us at Wise Girls Rise or on uh, our personal pages as well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in April. Love you, sisters and brothers. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Catch y'all on the next one. Bye. If you're interested in staying connected and up to date with the Wise Girls podcast, simply follow us on Instagram at Wise Girls Rise. Or you can simply follow us on our personal pages at Miss Tabrina J and at Precious underscore Tabrea. We look forward to the next time we get to share with you again soon the lessons we've learned along this Wise Girls journey. Thanks for tuning in.